0: Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube, drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC.
1: Hello, everyone. This is episode 107, 107 of FI Goes PC. And as always, I'm your host, Represent, aka Danny Hale. 107. Yeah. Almost a secret agent who tells you his name everywhere he goes. So, not so secret agent. Been there before. Uh, but it's 107. That's crazy. Big number. Uh, we've had uh, an interesting couple of weeks. We recently had visitors. We'll tell you about that in a minute. And uh, Winifred's got a new hobby. So, our producer, Winifred, say hello. Hello. New hobby. What hobby? Avoiding the gym.
0: Ah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's an interesting hobby, gotta be honest. Uh, a lot of people have gym membership as a hobby. You have um, avoiding going as a hobby.
0: I haven't found the time this month. Last month was better. Yes. This month has been busy.
1: It's been interesting. Like, we've also had some good weather yes. this last past week, which yes. for this time of year is climate change, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <Are you sure>? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also quite cool at night, so, which is classic. Classic. Mm. Uh, it's my favourite season, the fall, because I am one. If you have a tarot card reading, I'm always the fall.
0: You're the fall. I'm just in the
1: room, the so card. if I'm around you, you will always have the fall because I'm there.
0: Wow. Not
1: like the fool is in I fell over, but the fool is in I'm the jester in the court.
0: Oh, the fool. Yeah,
1: see? It's wordplay, man. See? I'm, a, I'm with it today. I've got That's my coffee. That's
0: only a half rhyme. That doesn't work.
1: I'm all caffeinated. <laughs> I'm very quick. You, gotta, you, you know, if you're at the uh, saloon and we're in a fight, you're going to have to be really quick today.
0: I'm really not quick today. I'm so tired. that means
1: I live another day and you go to hospital at the end of it. I don't know if they do, if they wheel them out to hospitals. I think they're just dead. That's just it. Yeah. The end. No one's ever done a documentary about the guy that lost the jewel at Stay Alive. He had no arm left. He was Mm. armless after that. Uh, That's what they all called him. Armless Andy. No. Yeah. It's an interesting time, isn't it? The only two cultures that I know that did anything like that were... Fight to the death. The samurai... Of Japan and the uh, cowboys of the Wild West. what I want all cowboys, mm. the, 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 the ruffians, the outlaws of the Wild West. I think that's more accurate. Or the sheriffs or whatever.
0: We kind of had it in China, but then you had to sign a waiver.
1: And that was, was, like that was more like a tournament crew. thing that you didn't necessarily die in, though. Like, we had Jaws in England. In case England. of death, yeah. Jaws in England were just not glamorous. That's why you've never seen this in a lot of period pieces, because <laughs> what we did was we gave each other a, a musket, yeah. which are the, one of the worst things to reload, right, <laughs> yeah. ever. And you don't know always, you can't always guarantee that it will actually load in the first place without backfiring on you. Then you slap the other guy in the face with a gauntlet so every sort of to-do guy would go out to a bar or a pub or whatever, with a gauntlet, just mm-hmm. on the chance that he would start a jaw with someone for whatever reason. Have a conversation. meet them early in the morning, usually, because you don't want to interrupt your work day, obviously, and uh, shoot each other after a 100 paces. It's very boring. It's what? not like see, this is why it a uh, there was no a law. To the actual um, Spaghetti Western's uh, kind of following British tradition of classic dueling, It's very boring.
0: Hmm.
1: It's a horrible set piece. I'm pretty sure everyone knows about this or is distantly aware of it, but it was uh, pretty naff. I always thought a crossbow would be better because they're faster action and we must have had crossbows.
0: Yeah. But yeah. it's not very fair though, like a crossbow is It's fairer evil? than
1: a musket. Because a musket could blow up in your hand. Mm. You can sabotage a musket. And you'd be that guy.
0: Maybe it's because it's more manly to hold a gun.
1: Well, we, we didn't hold... Not, no part of a quintessentially British jewel was manly. That's the point. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. You
1: got in your best clothes, all powdered and everything. Probably had a wig on once upon a <laughs> time. Pull out this gun that you have to fully extend your arm mm-hmm. to use. Otherwise, you, you know, it'll blow your head off or whatever. It's a very bad gun. Anyway, silly. This is how a war should happen now. Like, you shouldn't go with infantry. It's not... Most of the people in the world, it's not our problem. It's our politicians' problem. We don't want the war. No. They seem to want the war. We don't want it. So you should actually get all the politicians to have morning jewels to, to sort it out.
0: Yeah, because they represent us, right? They so
1: represent their own ambitions to war.
0: Go ahead and
1: well, play it out. It should just be a battle between them. Like, I'll tell you what would be good. We've recently discovered a show that's in the vein of a lot of shows on Netflix. And a lot of people in the UK are watching it, I'm pretty sure. And that's Squid Game. Yes. Which is misleading. Because is... I honestly thought it would be a bit like my octopus teacher.
0: Not about squids.
1: It's about not even s- squids playing games.
0: Squids playing
1: games. It's not <laughs> even a game where you win a squid. No. At this point. We've only seen the first episode, yeah. let's be honest, because <laughs> they're quite long. <laughs> Korean dramas tend to have feature length episodes, mm-hmm. which is intriguing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so we got through the first one. But I think that's the kind of setup you want all the politicians. who want to go to war, you have to run that. And we can all watch it as this sort of almost like the olympics but as a survival blood sport
0: so basically hunger games but put the politicians as well, this, the this is what i'm
1: saying everyone around in the uk and around the world right now right we are living in times of like i think you, you you know the common thread is renationalization is happening we've talked about it here before but there's a lot of this kind of renationalization, and i think most of the people in the world were happier when all of that was dispersing, and it Mm. was becoming a lot more globalized. Globalized, yeah,
0: international. Free travel, Mm -hmm.
1: everyone was going to more places, discovering things. And then for some reason, politicians, not the people of the world, but the politicians of the world got extra panicky, almost like we're losing our identities or whatever. And so here's the thing, if they want to go to war, but we don't, Mm. they can go to war with each other. So you put them into a survival game, like an escape room, only more like Saw, right? <laughs> so there's there's gotta be because wars aren't bloodless, you know. It's there's gotta be a threat to this. But mm-hmm. if they re- really, it de- really determine who really wants to go to war because probably no one does.
0: And who really wants to be the head of a state because well, it's like that takes from death. <laughs> that
1: takes away the conspiracy theory, doesn't it? So if it, you know if there's this whole one wish to control the entire planet yeah. that people think there is, it would be determined from a fight to the death of all politicians in the world. Mm. Yeah. And then it would be really interesting thinking about it because if you have the Olympics, it might reverse the statistics knowing that America's got their oldest president who does seem to want a lot of wars right now, let's be honest.
0: Mm.
1: Because he'll have a, a, a age deficiency. In that he's in his late 80s. Whereas Boris will be quite spry and, 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 and galvanised for his warmongering, you see? <laughs> but this is how it should be, because I honestly think, like, I'm fed up with all of the kind of conversation and near war and mm. anti-this and anti-that, because I honestly think the people of the world haven't got an issue. Yeah. So wouldn't it be fun, if, you, if you're out there and you've watched Squid Game, probably more than we've watched, Uh, We've only seen the first one, as I said. But, you you know, there's a niche of these kind of things, especially in Japanese anime and stuff like this, of survival games. We've talked about it before, I think, because I compared them to Saw. But basically, that kind of a thing, where you wake up in a situation that's almost impossible to figure out, and then bit by bit, you play these games to the death, almost... But it could just be a jawling situation where Boris goes up to whoever he's got a problem with in a pub and slaps him around the face with a gauntlet. And that's how it starts. Because all politicians go to the same geopolitical pubs. Yeah, it's (laughs) there's they kind of leave their... You know, like the White House is like this secret sort of rocket ship that goes under the ground and it goes... It's like Moss Eisley in, in Star Wars, you know, like the... Bar that they have in Star Wars, where no. everyone meets, and it's a new, it's like Switzerland. Right, every yeah. element goes there. Yeah, and it's all there, and there's rules that you can't kick off anything, and mm-hmm. all this. This is mm-hmm. what our politicians do. Mm-hmm. This is what the mm-hmm. G Eight actually is. Mm. It's not actually where they say it is. So if they if it's hosting in Liverpool, it's not. It's basically in this massive, icy place underground, where all the geopoliticians meet. Good food, apparently. Uh
0: Switzerland pub.
1: No, it's not called that. I don't think it has a name. It's just the place everyone meets under the Earth's yeah, core. Yeah, Under mean, the core. Under, under the yeah, core. Yeah, you don't want to go in the core, do Because it's very hot. Uh, but under the core is okay. Because heat rises. Yeah. So you get the best of both worlds. But we're round,
0: so we're well, not. under what? No, the Earth. We're more
1: yeah. uh, odd shape, body shape. This oh is the not earth. A
0: flat earth. No, so no, the earth under? isn't
1: round, it's pyramid shaped. Everyone knows that.
0: Cuz it depends on where you are cuz everything is relative.
1: <laughs> See, you you're putting too much thought into this. What I'm trying to say, in reality, is there's a secret place under the earth's core where all the politicians go, far more believable. Okay. You're actually trying to do the physics I'm of it. I'm very
0: tired. You're confused. But, you, but, you, but
1: when people are tired, they don't do physics in their head and try and qualify and uh, that's a fiction is fact <laughs> <laughs> by the way none of this is true oh yes um if, no, you, I knew that. if you have I was any belief
0: to make it logical
1: and you have any belief in what i'm saying it's all abundantly not true at all uh, but it could be there could be some sense of truth to something of what is, i mean a ga exists Right? Mm-hmm. And a G7 and a G5 and a G4 and a G3 and any other version of a Macintosh computer that might be out there. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just think that's how you solve it. Because I'm, you know, like when we were watching now, I was thinking that would be a good idea because the rest of the world, the, the working world, the world that doesn't really have any real issue with anything. Uh, likes going on holiday, likes traveling, was enjoying learning about culture and having international friends. I think that applies to a lot of people this day and age, right? Mm -hmm. This kind of sealed up thing, especially post-pandemic, that we're walking towards, where you see travel bans and all of this stuff have happened and then people are probably using the pandemic to uh, increase a travel ban on other nations. I won't say uh, who exactly, China. Um, But... (laughs) When you think about stuff like that, there's an, you can understand it. There's a paranoia in China now that they feel the West wants to dismantle it, mm. which you can clearly see and understand the perspective of why that might be. Yeah. Likewise, the West is terrified of China becoming too powerful. Yeah. Right. So I don't think it's a people war. And I think if you were um, part of the military right now, especially after what we've recently seen in Afghanistan and the quick exit yeah. to kind of give back the country to the main reason we were there in the first place, essentially, uh, as almost a pointless two-decade war, yeah. war, right? You can see that a lot of people in the streets are discussing this kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, with different levels of intrigue or interest, right? But when I think about the whole... Uh, I think the, the biggest thing now is Taiwan and China and the the, the fact China wants to retake Taiwan or or put it under Chinese rule more than it has been for 60, 70 years, etc. I think most people are not talking about this sort of stuff. They're just creating a paranoia about it, which is why I think if politicians have an issue, they should duke it out to the death. Mm. And we can all watch it. It would be an amazing summer uh, entertainment show, kind of like the Olympics, where, you, you know, like Boris and co. have to train like Rocky training montage with Eye of the Tiger playing.
0: That would be great, actually, because that means that all heads of state have to be really good martial artists.
1: But it's also that all heads of state have to back up what they say themselves Mm -hmm. rather than relying on the people to fight their battles for them, which is kind of principally the rich kid at school that pays off someone to protect mm-hmm. him from bullets right <laughs> like that's that's how i see it oh. the whole thing is like well i've got what a big an fat wallet and uh, this guy will just help me topple that guy but i think we're walking into an environment where a the world has to be globalized to go forward mm-hmm. has to It doesn't make sense. Like, we're running out of resources, we're led to believe. Climate change is a big problem. If we renationalize everything, we're now competing with each other again. Yeah. And if you're competing with each other again, there's no unilateral way of solving a universal problem, you see. Yes. And so the point would be, war should be determined by the politicians that want to have them. It's not the nation that benefits. I know everyone says, well, there's money in war, you know, like you can ramp up the clothing costs or you can help. Like World War II is a good example because a lot of economies grew strong during the war Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where there's a lot of fallout. But we haven't had anything to scale and anything in the future wouldn't be like that. It would probably be automated, robotic and stemming from Australia. We've covered all of this. But the point that I'm trying to say is politicians should fight their own wars. And they should leave us out of them. And it should be televised. Because as patriotic as it can get is, you know, if uh, your poles are, are suffering a bit, mm. but you you, like, you're Boris and you do the work, like a reality TV show, UFC or something, right. and suddenly you're in a cage fight and you're doing really well. I mean, I can just imagine Boris in a cage fight and training gives me a lot of joy, uh, <laughs> right? What bloody... Bosh him in the head. Free bicycles to everyone. Boop. You know, um, I I kind of feel like as a character, it would be an intriguing show, right? But this is basically what should happen because I honestly don't think the people of China have any issue with anyone. Uh, likewise, we don't really have an issue with them too. In fact, it's all fun. Like the the, the world is actually a fun human place. human, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at UCLA campus or... Here in Birmingham, the university campus is multinational. The same in London. Everyone's getting on. Like, most of the good things happening on the planet are people making decisions in university or at college, being mixed culture and multi-ethnic and from different countries, mm-hmm. coming together to fix problems in almost simulations, like be it a debate club yeah. or just be it a dormitory life, right? And so that really represents who we are on this planet. What doesn't represent who we are on this planet is idiots that don't know anything about life that are just basically condemning everyone to you know stay in your room you stay in your room let's whack all of this paranoia back up and try and find fights with each other it doesn't work to me so i think politicians should go head to head i think that's how it works i think sure there's a reason like there's some extreme reasons that you need a military i'm not getting rid of the military but what i'm saying is that is for protecting it's not for invading So you should really be protecting your nation from threats. And you can help other nations that don't have what you have. That's called sharing. It's basically playing Catan. (laughs) Like, if you need wheat, someone will give you wheat. And if you need um, infantry units, someone will give you that, you know? Kind of a hiring cost. You have to do something in return, like maybe farm for them for the next 20 years or something. I don't know. But that's what the world should do to have harmony, you see? Because there's always going to be a threat yeah human beings are never passive there's always going to be one that wakes up and has ideology that i'm like it's almost like how a cult starts isn't it like there's a charismatic person they probably do a podcast and their name's rebel zen
0: (laughs) and they have
1: this way of just you know (laughs) almost dream like like putting a lot of people to sleep it's is absurd, one of my skills
0: reasonable yeah
1: exactly and ultimately what this boils down to is uh, when I run for office uh, and I'm going to run for all of them oh, I will have the advantage of being a ninja you see mm. so of course
0: vote PM rebels end. I'm trying
1: to change the constitution to work towards my own benefit mm. obviously because current politicians don't have a clue fisticuffs and yeah, things like you this you win the
0: fight right
1: that's the point yeah you see and I'm all also The best of both worlds because <laughs> I plan on being a rich kid that hires a lot of heavies too, you see. Um, anyway, no, the the point is, I think I want to quell this because the, this has been in conversation, uh, especially in the last couple of years, far too much. Yeah, and I think you know, I, I think human beings need to rally and support human beings. One thing that's really come up in the last couple of weeks to really showcase this is like. There's been demonstrations and protests on the M25, which is an active motorway here in the UK. Uh, Freeway if you're in America, highway if you're in places. But one of the main roads, basically the Autobahn, right? Yeah. And so people are speeding down this thing. And when you hold a protest there, you're disturbing uh, one of the main links to get from London to anywhere in the UK like literally because the rest of us are just the north (laughs) and they were parked up having camps out there and basically protesters make it real people's issues and it's not our problem most people just want to go to do their job go back to their kids watch tv and that's their day they don't give a damn obviously you gotta eat and stuff like this but they don't care about big things and nor should you everything's quite safe and that's great that's a time of peace and we all want that But when people make it your problem that there's emission issues, you're one car out of thousands of cars, and they're stopping you from getting to work, and then they're stopping the next 80 people behind you. This is what we call civil disruption. Mm. And that's when humans are protesting other humans who are not making decisions, got to be honest. And in those 80 cars, you'd probably find a big percentage of either hybrids or electric vehicles which, if you hold up, will not work because I'll need charge, right? Mm. So you've got this huge issue, and this is the best example I've got is in the film Armageddon, Bruce Willis movie years ago. Okay, there's a bit where he's playing golf on a oil rig because they're all oil diggers.
0: Okay,
1: and this Greenpeace boat turns up to protest the oil rig.
0: Yeah, and
1: he's like, "How did you get here, guys? Using the oil that we're." Probably pulling up from the thing, you know, because it's the contradiction. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is the internal wars of protests and humans and humans and protests should end because most of this is actually anti-authority, is anti-establishment. So the actual protest is trying to get the attention of politicians, but it's not really trying to offend the everyday person however it is Uh, you see
0: yeah collateral but it's kind of like
1: it's like when a vegan and everyone in america knows this because it happens a lot over there or did there was a fashion of it when a vegan walks into a normal restaurant to disturb it yeah right and says this huge speech and no one wants to hear because they're eating their dinner you know this is what I'm talking about. Mm. All of this is kind of like, let's showcase this because it'll end up getting to the politicians, but you're dragging a lot of people's venom and ire before you do that. Yeah. So obviously the way to solve this is to allow politicians to answer their own crimes by putting them to test. Mm. Because honestly, even if it's just to stop politicians and reinforce government again, because there's a difference. Politicians are basically always try to propagate their PR and, you know, look at me and I need votes and I'm going to say the right thing and all my scripts are read and I just deliver them. But a government is when things get done. They're actively made and things form and things are passed. Even if there's a bureaucratic system that delays a lot of stuff, they get stuff done, right? And so I think the whole world is probably jealous of places like China that have that structure where, Everything gets done. You can't argue that. It's a fact. And yet they're not tripping over bureaucracy. And so we think it's controversial looking at our bureaucratic system and all the stages and what we deem as fair. They're skipping all of that. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like we're going to build a new road. You haven't got to say. It's just going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so we can look at all of this as democratically, like, democratic is basically bureaucracy you need a form for this sir and you need this and you need this because there's been amendments to constitutions or whatever that means that you need the paper trail to build a road otherwise you know you got to first you got to go around to all the farmers and say is it possible that we can use the land then they have to do law it's a long process mm-hmm. You skip all of that and it's enforced, so it becomes an oppression. So a farmer wakes up t- tomorrow and suddenly there's a motorway in his lawn and he's like, how did this happen? That's the argument, right? But again, this is all political. This is nothing to do with the everyday human being, right? So there has to be a thing, I think, where the everyday human being, number one, doesn't get to be a victim of any anti-government protest that might be going on. The everyday person shouldn't be involved in that, ever, in my opinion.
0: Unless they want to protest.
1: No, 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 no. I mean, being a victim of it. Yeah, I know. So if a protest is making you a victim of something that's meant to be over your head, aimed at the politics, Mm -hmm. it shouldn't happen. You know? For example, I understand that uh, part of the protest construct is civil disturbance. It's a tactic people make to to really Mm -hmm. anger the people around them to get their politicians to pay attention but this is the equivalent in school again we're back into the playground of keeping poking a kid to drive him nuts so he'll scream so you can get the teacher's attention because they're ignoring you mm. so you have to do something to make someone else a victim to get the attention right and my whole thing is i don't think that's the way of doing it because i think if you had a protest a reasonable protest in mass numbers even if it was coordinated at a public place for example in america If the things that happened in California with the the riots and looting and stuff like this hadn't happened, however, 60 million people had turned up in Yosemite Park and every corner an inch of that place was a human being, you could not ignore that. Mm. It's too big a number to ignore. But the best thing I think of all times, and I've said this for years, is just switching off. Civil disobedience works probably best if everyone just stops. An outright protest. Because I think there's a lot of issues in a lot of the topics that are protest these days where a lot of it is nuanced. So a lot of older people don't really understand that this is an issue. They're almost like, well, it's not a problem. We had worse problems when I was a kid, right? Yeah. So all of these nuances, like veganism, is a good example because these are actual life choices. So you shouldn't really force anyone to have a life choice, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking, You save all of these kind of things from happening, civil disobedience, interrupting work, or a national stop. If everyone literally was behind a thought, if we all really didn't like our government, the whole country would stop. And that would be a mass protest because a government is only as powerful as the people that subscribe into it, right?
0: Essentially, a self-imposed lockdown.
1: Exactly. And this, this kind of stuff would actually work, especially in a place like China. If people really unhappy, they could be a a unilateral just stop. Don't feed anyone because... And then the machine has to stop. Yeah, because the fear of anything that you could argue is more oppressive than what we know. Anything that's oppressive in, in nature, be it like the old dictatorships of once upon a year, you know. The only way that you can stop really and overthrow that is just stop subscribing to it if everyone just stops the worst thing that can happen and this is what people fear is that the military will turn up and force you to get back to doing stuff and it become real oppression then. Mm. but the problem is if you've just stopped they can't do that yeah because essentially they'd have to shoot all of the nation and as i said the government only has power as long as there's people subscribing to it if no one is subscribing to it unilaterally it does not work it fails and these attempts happen but then people get frustrated and they want more than that you know and of course we run really big risks if things are locked down unilaterally because obviously power and things mm-hmm. like this have to be permanently manned
0: food, mm, food yeah. supplies and mm-hmm. stuff
1: like this but this is what i think people have to be willing unilaterally to go through to end a regime right but i don't think protests do it I think protests are always making, it's like a split up to a minority group here that has a real big voice and then it affects everyone around them and they get more angry at the protesters, which cuts the point off because it almost supports the government then. And this is where we split the world into tribes.
0: Yeah, then it becomes a bit binary. Right. It's not actually
1: the situation. What I'm trying to say, and I've had to explain because politics and all of this stuff, there's, you know, everyone's got a view on it. I don't really have one. I just believe in a a sense of kind of honor and order is what I'm saying. So I, I actually think, you know, all politicians who want a war or stand for something that is blatantly not what the rest of us really want should being essentially in a court amongst themselves, mm. meaning if there's a jaw to have, have a jaw, but don't make us fight your wars for you. I think it has to change, you know? And I also just don't see the point. Like, I, I think one thing I'm going to say as a British person, we've got a, a massive track record being an empire, a real empire. Like, everyone says America is an empire. America is not an empire. America is a commercial juggernaut, right? Um, it has territories outside of itself, Guam, Sendai, Puerto Rico and areas, but it's not an empire. It never has been. It's a commercial success. Mm. So it's a capitalism empire. Yeah, McDonald's on every street corner, victory yeah, for yeah, the yeah. corporate side of America, but it's not the government of America that's an empire. True. Right? They sort of are, if, if, if you consider that all the states are united, But they're not, not in a classic sense. In in Europe, an empire was go to land, take land, kill a lot of people, and it's part of your empire, right? (laughs) Uh, Look for the Holy Grail, have a bunch of go, guys run after it. It's a Monty Python movie about that. Do you
0: have a flag? But that's
1: classically empires were wars that created land grabs and then cultural shifts, Mm -hmm. you know, paradigms. And we've all seen that. That's happened in any corner of the planet. We've never avoided that. I think even Australia's got an element of that, you know, where we forced it to be a penal colony. But the British Empire, and this is one that I'm going to say without bias or or anything because this is the one we know the most of, was horrendously bad at its job. There was good things coming from it, essentially, that benefited the people here, but there were very few good things unilaterally around the planet, right? I think one of the best things that probably, and it's arguable, is the Commonwealth. I think the Commonwealth has a good heart and a good idea, but whether it's a good thing, I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but I believe the Queen fighting her entire life to, to sort of be a role model because of it is a good thing. That's the way I sit on it. Mm. I don't know enough about it, but I think the intention is really a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But I do think our empire sucked in every sense of the way, right? And I don't think there's ever been a case where they haven't. I think the Roman Empire sucked. I yeah. think the Greek mm-hmm. Empire, the Ottoman Empire, I think every empire has pretty much sucked. <laughs> and they always fail because unilaterally this world is so diverse that we can't even live together in our own town. This is, a lot of people don't get this. They panic at the, this globalization. Globalization, I think, we should retranslate as we're all sharing each other's cultures happily. The world's at peace. That's what we need. Mm. We need understanding, no ignorance. And I think we were going there really fast, but yeah. then it all got shut down. It's right? so
0: strange because for us, it, that's almost like the norm. And then we're kind of going backwards. But for the young people today, they that wasn't, that's never been the norm. For
1: well, them. it's also that because this renationalization and this re-tribalization is occurring, which is all dictated to us. This is not natural. No, everyone thinks this is natural. That's the point. A lot of people talk about like, oh yeah, you know, I can see human beings have always been this. No, there was a big chunk of time where we weren't like this in any sense. And it was recent, right? But the reason this is happening is because it's been propagated to us. Everyone's trying to have a moral fight. But what they're confused by is their moral fight isn't with the people next to them. It's with the case-specific moral fight. For example transgender issues right their moral fight is often within themselves and yet the reaction is that everyone else has got a problem because they have a problem you know it it, it, and it's not like that a lot of people are very accepting in fact fascinated Mm. but they don't allow that so then there becomes an elitism and a segregation and this is our thing and you wouldn't understand right right yeah But what if we're trying to understand, but you're not allowing us to understand by cutting us off any sense of understanding? And this is where you get to that construct of racism, where it's a hyper elitist tribal mentality. We're better than you are, and you wouldn't get it, right? And so these conversations are being thrown around quite rapidly again. And it makes us all go, yeah, I remember when that existed way back when I was a kid. But like I said, we're forgetting that 10-year period where it was all gone, mostly. Or at least going, you know.
0: 2000 to
1: 2010? It feels feels like it might have been around 2006 on to about... Two thousand and twelve, yeah. I would say. Okay. And then and then this restabilized kind of construct of hate and split and divergent and it's 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 insane, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no point of you can't point the finger at one element. It's easy to say it's the media. It's not always the media. The media tries its best to, I think, loosely educate a lot of people, but then they have to sway where the trends are. And unfortunately, we have a word like trend in our life, <laughs> right? So what I'm trying to say is every single one of these things, every single microcosmic kind of anti-whatever we might have right now, it's down to our own personal ignorance quite a lot of the time. I think if people are fearful of something or have an outright hatred, it's not a natural emotion. And they should really rein that in and check why they hate something. I'll give you an example. For the longest time, I didn't want to watch Game of Thrones because it was super popular. Mm. And I'm like, well, if it's super popular, it's just like all of the, you know, it's mass-produced crap, right? It's like yeah. a Big Mac super popular, yeah. right? Ugh. You know? And you get this kind of emo, kind of elitist thing, right? Yeah. Where you're an artist. I'm going to watch what everyone's watching. God, I want to be different and special, right?
0: I like my niche. But then
1: you finally watch it and you're like, gee, this is probably the best thing I've ever seen on a TV, right? right? And yeah. that's when you understand that everyone's actually on your side
0: side
1: mm. the, the 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 masks that you think are cretinous or beneath you or yeah. they're just they love big macs they're right though a big mac's really nice it's yummy it's tasty it's good once in a while not every day it'd be massive <laughs> but so are dragons and game of thrones is great honestly
0: i'm the reverse of you i will watch everything so i can have you want to see where the
1: mystery is of hype right yeah.
0: so i'll watch it to say to see why people like it or why you know The problem with that is I end up watching a lot of crap as well.
1: Yeah, but, okay, so the the point I'm trying to say is there is this kind of, like, it's the artist mentality. Doing art, you again, I can relate, and this is going to sound weird, but I relate to the transgender thing, because as an artist, you're in your head for so long, Mm. and you go through all of that almost that hostile world of everyone berating you for doing what you do or and they think it's a choice i'm choosing this i'm choosing this because i want the glitz and the glam the red carpet but the actual fact is i'm not choosing any of this this is what i wake up in the middle of the night and am i don't have a choice and this is why i relate to the transgender agenda essentially because that's how they feel it's not their choice. It's this identity. is how. This is who they are, yeah. right? And so a lot of people don't understand this. But there is a sense where you've been in your head for so long, you get super defensive. And when you're super defensive, mm-hmm. someone's like, you should watch Game of Thrones. And you literally tear their face off.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. No!
1: <laughs> Scum, right? But then you actually eventually watch it. Mm-hmm. And I think that bridge has to happen, where you suddenly become humble enough to bite your ego and say, you know what, they're actually trying to tell me something that I should know. And this is what I'm trying to say. Everything is so, you can acknowledge it. It's so part of normal that we're making it abnormal, right? We, We all have things we can relate to each other. Okay. And I honestly think the voice of our politicians who honestly don't really have a lot they can relate to us. There's very few politicians on Earth that have a relatable life Mm -hmm. to the everyman or woman or in between on this planet, right? Some do, okay? So they do, but they're kind of suffering the whole power struggle of their parties or whatever. This is why a politician battle royale has to happen. Every Every time they accuse another nation, they have to prove it. And they have to present that proof to us as a nation because otherwise they're creating prejudice and that's a crime you can't have a politician on record going you can't be racist and you can't be this and you can't be that and it's a real like the the white guy that's like you can't say white privilege because that's like a terrorist thing to say i'm like well you are actually a white privileged guy saying that so of course you wouldn't understand the plight of a lot of people right but here's what i'm saying any issue like that, they should go internally fight. Like most of the reasons we fear China is because we don't understand China. Why don't we spend more time and effort understanding China? Mm. Right? It's not going to do anything to us. If you go into something with prejudgments on it, you might come out of it with a full experience, an immersion, and an education with similar prejudice. You might. It happens. I didn't come out of Game of Thrones thinking it was bad, though. That's the point that I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I think a lot of the world's issues right now are led from the mouth that sort of talks the loudest. They're recycled as taglines and headlines in our papers and our press. They're filtered down to people who are getting more and more independent and isolated, mostly because of the pandemic, but also because of social media. Mm -hmm. People are communicating less. And therefore, we are in this kind of, we're all essentially part of the transgender agenda. Because we're all feeling like everyone's got a problem with us. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know. And what we have to do is understand that's not the case. It's really not. I think more than ever, human beings, probably unilaterally, around the world, Russia, here, wherever we've got an issue, even the Taliban, even Afghanistan, even the Middle East as a whole... We want this idea that we can be ourselves without mm. the threat of being taken over or an ideology that we don't share, storming in and completely dissecting what we believe in. Yeah. If you imagine, and a lot of people don't, but I like to do this because it's controversial, especially in a podcast to say this, uh-huh. so I'm going to say it. What? But if you imagine being in Afghanistan, just being a farmer, and suddenly everything goes to total chaos... Like, there's a war, and it lasts 20 years.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the regime comes back, and you, you have nothing but mystery. And all you've been in this whole time is a consistent farmer.
0: Yeah.
1: you know. And some of your livestock have blown up out of nowhere because people have put mines in the field, and you're, you know, your whole culture has been completely interrupted. No one's thinking about that guy. Mm. Everyone's thinking about the politics, or they're thinking about the people that need to be saved. But no one's asking to be saved. In fact, you're destroying everything around them. They don't understand what's going on. There's no education. No one's trying to explain anything to anyone. you just got guys with guns everywhere, Mm. right? Now, if you can apply that to, I don't know, Minnesota, where you're a farmer in Minnesota, and then suddenly the same thing happens over there, you're not going to react well. No one is, because your whole environment's been disturbed but no one's understanding this everyone just clear cuts it like this is politically Mm anti-us and this is politically our ally it none of that's true i mean you know you think of all of the differences and all of the worlds that we have some of the most incredible inventive scientific academic minds on our history global history Are from the Islamic world. Yeah. No one understands that. And all all I'll say to that, if any of you have ever had the fortune to go to Alhambra in Spain, in Granada in Spain, southern Mm. Spain.
0: The Alhambra, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's your proof. Okay, because these people weren't interested in anything except for answering questions that we should answer to progress and evolve forwards. Mm. You could say the ancient Greeks were the same.
0: Yeah. All of the so
1: philosophers much. and all of the astrology and everything like that was looking beyond ourselves in a humble time where we could do it, time of peace, where we could ask these things. And we desperately need to be doing that again as a unilateral people. Everyone's got a culture that's extremely important to everyone else. Russia's got keys that if you put in locks, probably in you know, Brighton, they open gates of incredible links and and journeys that people have had you yeah, know international
0: collaboration i yeah. think the biggest success in today's world that we can see is the science of like all the covid stuff that's actually separate from the politics
1: but it's also a case where um you know you can say what you want about people in power positions like france has recently had a big problem with us over fishing and the, the, the power cables and Macron making all these threats and stuff like this. This is what has to end. Because I honestly think people feel like they're in power when they're most protected. And they can say these things that really do a lot of damage to people in the street, to people around the world and other nations that they are criticizing without any evidence, right? What we should do is put them in a cage fight.
0: Cage fight! Or,
1: or a battle royale or whatever it is. The, the nation's... <laughs> make up the sports or the competition Mm. that these politicians have to go through. And I then think any politician that comes out of that really is a tribal leader, essentially. You Mm. know, they've done something to deserve their power.
0: That's almost old school
1: alpha. But that's what essentially was world peace at one point. People forget that. Like in in Norway, Mm. in the Viking eras, peace was made between chiefs and a United State of vikingdom was created Mm. between denmark norway the scandinavian areas iceland etc and it was peaceful you know it it required that kind of a, a war hero essentially that's one thing that's also people don't understand about winston churchill You know how people wanted to be Winston, like Boris Johnson probably wants to be Winston Churchill. He's modeled his political career on him. He wrote a book about it. Donald Trump, for example, wanted to be like Ronald Reagan or whatever it is. These guys actually served in the military. So they're actually essentially heroes. Mm. What's Boris done?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Three bikes, but push, push, three bikes, you know. And I, I love the charismatic Boris Johnson because he's so hilarious but Mm -hmm. as a leader he's it's like he's got free reign to say or think or do what he wants and this is i think the world understands this especially in academics and a lot of people are probably bored and i apologize because i don't like doing this but I, i feel like it's relevant going forwards is the kind of point that i'd say is that you know A lot of these politicians are becoming classic politicians. There's a script. They just say it. There's no heart behind it. It's written for them. It's shoved on their thing. Most of their their whole week is what to say, when to say, and doing PR cover-ups. It's not government. And subsequently, I said this last time, local governments have been doing their job properly. Mm -hmm. At least trying to. Some of them have had funding slashed and asked for more. We've had a lot of this drama. But if you consider that it's possible that your centralized government might have eclipsed itself and the rest of your entire nation, put them into a situation where they have to prove and test themselves and make sure it's not bureaucratic or a lecture. They've got to prove themselves as backing up what they say because this is the fear I've got. We've got too many people who are in privileged positions running countries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, controversial as it might sound, and it might sound, if you look at the scope right now, the one last kind of bastion of global, traditional, what you'd think a leader of a country looks like, dare I say, is Putin. He was in the military. He was in the special forces. He was in KGB, right? So say what you want about the guy, but he's done a bit of stuff that put his life in real danger for his country. He's more Mm. patriotic than a guy like Donald Trump. Let's put that (laughs) out there. You know, what's Donald Trump done for America, really? Mm. Really. What's Donald Trump done for America? What's Donald Trump done for his own brand Mm. in America? Big difference. Yeah, right. You know? Like Steve Jobs. I could say that. Steve Jobs when he was around. What did Steve Jobs do for America? And what did Steve Jobs do for the brand of Apple?
0: Yeah.
1: This is what people are... You know, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm pro-anything or pro-negative or anything. I'm just saying that's a fact. Yeah. You, you can think Putin's a massively controversial character, but he's actually put his kind of, you know, his whole life in the hands of his patriotism. A lot of people don't do that. Mm-hmm. and That's neither a good or a bad thing, but he has done it.
0: It's
1: an interesting perspective. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We, very, we very seldomly have the leaders that do that here. You know, Israel has them. You know, yeah, and yeah. and all of all of these controversial areas in the world that we're talking about today, like Israel, Russia, China and all, they tend to be leaders by example. Yeah. So we could have an issue with them and the things on the ground might not be great for some people. But realistically, aren't they more what they say or claim to be than our guys?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, really? I mean, don't get me wrong, Joe Biden lifetime career as a civil servant and that that's a lot like I mean he's literally worked his entire life for the government of America that's pretty incredible but what's he done for America really you know what I'm saying so I honestly think every human being on a planet party alignment or anything like this we've got to ignore all of that we've got to understand who we are really And we've got to understand, deep down, aren't we just those people who have a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear uh, that we're um, not good in certain areas or we're great in certain areas? Or do we not just have a paranoia that the way we see ourselves is not accepted to the world around us? Mm. This is why I think it's such a hot point, the transgender issue. And I'm just going to put this, this is full circle, really. Um, Dave Chappelle's final Netflix special came out recently. Right. And I watched it. I'm not going to ruin it for anyone, but right. he's had controversy in this department with the, the LGBTQ people. Right. you know. And yet I think his stand-up show really inspired what I'm saying today, essentially. Okay. I think a lot of us, we don't, think that we have any of this in us but i think all of this is a a human spectrum
0: everyone has a struggle right
1: and i think that instead of having separate parties to celebrate separate freedoms to celebrate a liberal freedom or this freedom or that freedom or look how we were ruined and look how this was accelerated people have to understand we all have it you can be the most privileged person on the planet but you still have issues Mm. no one's free of issues yeah (laughs) Right. I'm not trying to create world peace in this, but I'm trying to create world peace of mind in this because I really, truly believe that the way we go forward is understanding everything and everyone. It's not an ideology. Mm. This isn't an, an irrational thing. We can still have our tribes and be proud of them. There are people in Africa who are in tribes, who have had tribes for thousands of years that are still going, they're dying out vastly and and quickly. You take the Congo, for example. There are people who live Aboriginal lives and they're protected now, Mm -hmm. thank God, right? But they welcome you in
0: yeah,
1: and they let you sit down and have dinner with them. And that's how the Native Americans used to do things, hence Thanksgiving, which is coming up soon, Mm -hmm. after Halloween, my favourite time of year. But what we miss is that that's who we are still Mm. we're now in a world however where next door we might have a chinese family and if we have sort of resentment or, or a paranoia and we blame them for the actions of a country they've left and they're now in our country then we we do the complete reverse of what we're about you can't talk about how great your empire is if it's siphoning and dictating how everyone else around it sucks you can only be great if you learn from your mistakes and accept and embrace. That's my point. You know, and this is a deep one. Yeah. But I've I, i, I I've had a lot of this has been over the last couple of weeks, especially there's a lot of tension back in the world, still the cancel cultures there. And I hear a lot of this stuff, folks, around the world. I hear a lot of this stuff and it boils up inside me and then it explodes a, a lo- pretty much like a volcano and I have to do something creative with it. And I think we're all very bored of the topic, let's be honest. We're all very, um, you know, we're quick to silence the topic, quick to move away from it. But real things can be said and real things can be done. And I do think the people of this planet really deserve better. We deserve better representation and we deserve better decision-making. If there is a universally problematic climate change thing ahead, which everyone seems to agree about, even if it's an instinct we agree on it to a point, farmers in the middle of Cambodia have been warning (laughs) about this stuff, right? So if we are unilaterally agreeing on that and we're creating division amongst ourselves, amongst our neighborhoods, amongst our even families at some points, if it starts with us, it has to end with us. And I think that's the end of the conversation because... I have been witness and privy to all of these arguments for over 10 years. Okay. And I have seen bad things happen blocks coming up, walls become created literally, mm. a <laughs> agenda oh. build a wall. <laughs> and yet, there's the people of the planet find it ironic because yeah. most Americans know they need Mexico to do business. Mm-hmm. They, they know that, right? But it's all of these people that don't do business that don't know that. It's all these people that don't understand when they read the pack of their Doritos or whatever. The corn is milled in in Mexico, you know. They don't read that. You can have the most white supremest cult in America that's eaten frito-lay. Quite happily. Without understanding that's Mexican food, essentially. Right? It's Spanish for a start. You know. They don't get it. This is the ironies of life. So if we start understanding it... And I think... And this would be a really interesting thing. How many people are only elite supremacists because of that Game of Thrones irony?
0: Right.
1: Where everyone, everyone around them is racist, so I've got to be racist too. And everyone around them thinks that these guys are scumbags, so I think about it too. How yeah. much of it is that? And then you go the other side. You have a day in a jazz club in Louisiana, right... And suddenly you're like, what is, this is a magical place. And then you go back and filter the Game of Thrones is actually not all hype. It's actually legit. Yeah. Can that work?
0: Mm.
1: Can that work? Because there's so much pride and stuff at stake and all this stuff. I just think we all have essentially the transgender agenda in ourselves. I think that's what you take from this. We're all paranoid of something and, and, and you know, eclectic. We're so.
0: also all changeable. We develop, we understand.
1: Well, I just think there's a lot of fear. One would hope so. There's a lot of vanity and there's a lot of protection. There's a lot of elitism and pride in our own self. And when you dismantle all of that, get rid of it all and throw it up in the air, eventually you become passive.
0: Mm.
1: But that has to happen early. Mm. So social media, I think, should start promoting kindness rather than controversy. And they can do it. Hashtag kindness. (laughs) Right? yeah so they've Hashtag got to do stuff like that man. Like, just
0: change the algorithm
1: <laughs> yeah because let's put it this way because as worse as this can get when we're talking about what we're talking about in all of these you know china and taiwan i suggest everyone reads the history on that because our politicians don't yeah they make blanket accusations they don't understand the land the technicalities of that situation the geopolitical side of that. They don't get it. Yeah. And I, I, even people in Taiwan should read it. Neutral history. If you're here in the UK and you've got access to our libraries and things like this, get books on it. Do not rely on the internet. Yeah. But start deep diving. It's an interesting topic. There is no right or wrong in it. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of argument, especially in territory, right? I like to think that Taiwan has grown to be itself. It's its own nation. For all sakes and purposes, to all sakes and degrees. It has been for a while. Even if it's convinced itself, whatever your argument is on it, it's still a country. And no country wants to hear you don't have a choice anymore. Yeah, That's the point, okay? Go back to the Afghanistan farmer, go back to the Minnesota farmer that sees people with guns in his land and he doesn't have a choice about it. No one wants choices taken away. But not everyone wants so many choices. And it's a balancing act. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Anyway, food for thought. Sorry, folks. Political episode. Forgive me, but I felt we needed it. Hopefully, like every Sunday when some of us go to uh, church, synagogue, temples, whatever, Saturday, Friday, whatever you go to to pray and worship. This is kind of feeling like that. Mm. I just kind of feel like this is where I talk to all the people that have listened to us for 107 episodes. Thanks, by the way. Um... Um, I care. I care deeply about every single one of you, all Crees, colors, anything, Uh, gender, non-gender, binary gender, whatever it is. There's a whole thing because I think the truth is we're just trying to figure out what a human being is. Yeah. And instead of of looking up at the sky and the the stars and stuff like this, we're now looking at ourselves probably deeper than we ever have. Mm. And all of this monstrosity is coming out. And I think maybe that's what's going on. Maybe it's an internal revolution.
0: Revelation. I don't know. Yeah.
1: But what I'm saying is I do care about you all. And there's people from around the world. And I want everyone to be listening to this on an equal standing. And if you are in any place and you don't like what I've said, throw me a one star. Tell me why you don't like it. I don't give a monkey's butt because, frankly speaking, I'm not wrong about any of this. This is really how we all feel. Surely it is.
0: Let's all be open-minded.
1: It's not like I'm right either, but I just feel like the the incentive is what we're all thinking. Anyway, who cares? All of you take care. We'll obviously be back to more silly times. We, We will end this with one final point. Your brother just came yeah and obviously he's got a degree in philosophy so he's messing with my head yeah that's what all of this is
0: philosophy and neuroscience yeah exactly
1: and uh, he's been testing me constantly like putting my head in a microwave and switching it on he just said like we test a lot by putting monkeys heads in microwaves so stick your head in there
0: that's what he did and i did you were experimenting but it didn't
1: work because the door wouldn't shut you see so (laughs) he was very disappointed but um, I'm not sure if he's trying to kill me or not, but that's that's been my weekend. He's a lovely guy. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, we always, like the deep philosophers amongst us talk, mm-hmm. and this is kind of result. But we are here for you all. Uh, if you want to comment, you never do. But if you do, say us your, your thoughts. None of this is like, I'm not trying to be fuzzy, pinky, happy, whatever. I'm, I think if you really listen to what I'm saying um, and spend time looking or, or reflecting... It's good use because we really are awesome people. We're far more awesome than we're not. Not a lot of us understand that these days. So Dave Chappelle was a pretty deep closing to his Netflix special. Uh, I didn't want to throw away the creativity of that. So we will be back in two weeks, two weeks Tuesday. We'll be here when you get your tacos in some places.
0: Taco Tuesday.
1: Or... Takeaway tuna. I don't know. What, what do people do? Um, tulip Tuesday uh, if you're in Netherlands. Uh, turkey Tuesday if you're really into your roast meats. Uh, Tunisia Tuesday if you fancy a trip. I don't know. Only Tunisia on a Tuesday. Wow, that's a long way to go for a Tuesday. It's near Scotland. We'll be back two weeks. Take care, everyone. Be kind to each other.